What is the true solution to the challenges Israel is facing today? Israel needs to return to God and plead with God for His mercy, which starts in the place of prayer. God is shaking Israel to its core, and they need to turn back to Him and call on His name. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Inside the Epicenter with Joel Rosenberg, a podcast of the Joshua Fund a ministry dedicated to blessing Israel and her neighbors in the name of Jesus. I'm Carl Muller, Executive Director of the Joshua Fund, and today we want to present to you Joel's prayer at the Knesset for Israel, the captives, and letting God know that He has our attention as a people and pleading for His mercy. Let's listen to Joel's special prayer address in the Knesset in Israel. Well, thank you, Albert. Thank you very much. And to each of the members of Knesset and to the Jewish community and uh, to my fellow evangelicals and Israelis, um, it's, a, it's not a common thing to be an Israeli Jewish evangelical, but I'm honored to be invited even to attend an event like this, much less to have the opportunity to, to address you all. I want to say a prayer, but I don't have any words of my own to offer. You know, we have, uh, my wife and I have four sons, two of which have served in the IDF, and Duv Devan and Isuf Kavi, and um, our hearts are grieving with the rest of our country. And I, uh, so I want to say a prayer of, of some various scriptures that have been very much on my heart as we've been processing this, as we've been doing humanitarian relief with our evangelical NGO and, and trying to report and explain what's happening. So I have my notes of just scriptures, and that's why my eyes will be open as I pray. Um, I leave it to you what's, uh, what's on your heart, how you would like to pray. Well, we've been shaken. And the first thing that has come to mind, Lord, Father, God of Israel, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is that you sent your prophet Amos in chapter 9, verse 9, to tell us that we would be shaken in these last days. For behold, I am commanding, and I will shake the house of Israel among the nations. And Lord, you you have shaken us, and we are badly shaken. If I had written a, a novel, Lord, about a Hamas invasion with no almost no combat soldiers on our borders, we nobody would have published that novel. Nobody would have believed it. It wouldn't have been plausible. But you have shaken us because we thought we were okay. We thought we were safe, but we weren't. Why have you shaken us, Lord? You've shaken us because you love us. You didn't send that army of terrorists. That was Satan. But you allowed it sovereignly. Why? Because you love us and you want our attention. You sent your prophet Jeremiah in chapter 31, verse 3, to tell us, to tell the nation of Israel, to tell the Jewish people, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and therefore I have drawn you with loving kindness. And you gave us, of course, Psalm 23, the Psalm of David. Because because you love us, you want to remind us that we are your children, that we are the sheep of your pasture, and that you alone are our shepherd. The Lord is our shepherd, I shall not want. You are our good shepherd. You don't want harm to come to us. But if we forget who you are, if we refuse to let you be our good shepherd, if we wander off as though we can take care of ourselves, 
if we refuse to let you protect us, then we run a very real risk of it as individuals, as a nation, of being attacked by savage wolves, barbaric beasts who hate Israel and the Jewish people and seek to devour us. It's been happening from the beginning of time. You've warned us that these barbarians, these savages, these savage wolves are out there, and we forget. Or we trust only in our army and not in you to be above and guiding our army. But you also tell us there's good news. You sent the prophet Isaiah to tell us this in chapter 61, verses 1 and 2. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, you prophesied to the future Messiah. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. We need good news right now, Lord. We need good news, your news. And you said you would bring good news to the afflicted. We are afflicted. You said he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives and freedom to prisoners to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all who mourn. Lord, we need this more than we have ever needed it. We need it now. We need you to bring good news. We need you to bind up our broken hearts. We need you to set free the captives, the prisoners, and to bring vengeance on our enemies and a favorable year to us if we humble ourselves and to comfort us as we mourn. Lord, you spoke through Solomon as he dedicated the temple. He had an interesting prayer in 1 Kings chapter 8. And I think it's very applicable, Lord. Help us to process it, the words of Solomon. He was wise. He didn't always follow that wisdom, but he was wise. And he spoke, you spoke through him. When your people go to war against their enemies wherever you send them, and when they pray to the Lord towards the city you have chosen, this city, Jerusalem, and the temple that I have built for your name, then hear from heaven their prayer and their plea and uphold their cause. When they sin against you, for there is no one who does not sin, and you become angry with them and give them over to their enemies, who take them captive to their own lands, far away or near. And if they have a change of heart in the land where they are held captive and repent and plead with you in the land of their captors and say, we have sinned, we have done wrong, we have acted wickedly. And if they turn back to you, with all of their heart and soul in the land of their enemies who took them captive, and they pray to you toward the land you gave their ancestors, toward the city you have chosen, and the temple I have built for your name, then from heaven, your dwelling place, hear their prayer and their plea. Uphold their cause and forgive your people who have sinned against you. Forgive all the offenses they have committed against you, all of them, and cause their captors to show them mercy, for they are your people and your inheritance, whom you brought out of Egypt, out of that iron-smelting furnace, 
May your eyes be open to your servant's plea and to the plea of your people, Israel. And may you listen to them wherever they cry out to you. For you singled them out from the nations, all the nations of the world, to be your own inheritance. Just as you declared through your servant Moses, when you, sovereign Lord, brought our ancestors out of Egypt. Lord, this was a great prayer. And it is so timely. This is the prayer that we are asking, that we would humble ourselves and and repent of our sins and ask you to come back and lead our nation. Turn our nation's leaders to call for national days of prayer and fasting. Turn the nation to this and hear our prayers. And then you did answer. And we see your answer in writing in Second Chronicles chapter 7. When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace, then the Lord, you, Lord, you appeared to him that night and you said this, I have heard your prayer and I have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut up the heavens, so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a terrible plague of diseases among my people, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And I will forgive their sin. And I will heal their land. And you go on, Lord. You say, now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place in Jerusalem. You said, I have chosen and consecrated this temple. Okay, Lord, the temple's gone. But you say that your name will be there forever. You didn't say if the temple would be there forever. You said your name would be there forever. And you said my eyes and my heart will always be there. And this is what we're praying, Lord. This is what we're praying. Your eyes are still on this place. Your eyes are still on this people. You did not send this evil. Satan sent this evil. But because you're our shepherd and not all of us, we're not all listening. We're not all seeking you. And when a sheep wanders from the flock, it's in danger. And we've just realized that we're in much more danger than we realize. We're grateful for the peace treaties. We're grateful for the Abraham Accords. We're grateful that we were about to make peace with the Saudis. But we got off guard. And we got our eyes off of you. We felt relaxed and prosperous and peaceful and we forgot that there are savage wolves who are coming after us. And Lord, I just want to return my heart as I close this prayer to those words that you spoke to the Messiah. In Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty 
to captives and freedom to prisoners to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance against our enemies of our God and to comfort all who mourn. This is our prayer. This is my prayer, Lord. And I don't know anything more important or powerful, Father, than to pray scripture. The promises you've already made, the people who already prayed these things, the scriptures that are filled with you answering the prayers of people praying your prayers, your promises. So this is what we do. This is what I do, Lord. I know not everybody here sees the world or even you the same way as I do, but I thank you for this opportunity. And I pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit with gratitude to you and with begging you to fulfill these prayers and set our captives free. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Our verse of the day today is found in Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 3. The Lord appeared to us in the past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And our prayer requests today are, number one, pray that God will have mercy on Israel, forgive their sins, and deliver them from the various challenges that they're facing today. And secondly, pray for the hostages held in the clutches of Hamas, that they are released, and pray for their families, that they are encouraged and strengthened by God's grace. Thank you for listening to this episode and learning about the events in Israel and how to pray for Israel in this time of dire need. If you found this podcast valuable, please get in touch with us. Let us know who you are. Share with us your prayer requests. Do you want to talk about something else on this show? Do you have a question you want Joel to answer? Go to joshuafund.com and click on Contact Us. 
Your feedback is incredibly valuable as we develop this podcast. And as always, you can check out our show notes for anything you heard on the podcast that you'd like more information on. For Joel Rosenberg and the Joshua Fund Ministry Team, I'm Carl Muller. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Inside the Epicenter with Joel Rosenberg. Often we believe our questions mean we don't have faith, but I believe Jesus loves our questions. Our questions are windows into heaven. I'm Caden Fabrizio, and on the Questions with Caden podcast, we ask and answer one question per episode as relevantly and biblically as possible. Questions about fear, anxiety, depression, addiction, and so much more. Don't worry, your questions, they're not going to scare Jesus, so ask away. Listen and subscribe now at lifeaudio.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.